To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. But did you know indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Puro Air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HIPAA 14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50-plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Hello, everyone. So it's starting to feel like fall here in Southern California. You guys are like, what is fall in Southern California? (laughs) Isn't it 70 years all year round? Pretty much, although it's 88 today, which is unusually high for San Diego. But the, it, it, we are overall getting cooler days and, of course, the shorter days, which is really what makes it feel like fall. And then it does move into the 60s, even the 50s, ooh, in the winter. So I know it's not fall yet, but anyway, happy almost end of summer here in the north and happy almost end of winter to those of you in the Southern Hemisphere. I am going to have to come visit you guys in the Southern Hemisphere soon, especially if you're in Australia. Now, I'm not a winter person, even in Southern California. And it has been a dream of mine to visit the East Coast of Australia for many years. Brisbane, Sydney, even head all the way down to Melbourne. And the West Coast looks incredible too. I'm sure there's many, many beautiful places there um, all over Australia. I'm not sure how much I could squeeze in in one visit, but one of these years, I will take an extended trip. Of course, New Zealand looks incredible too. There's so much to see in the world. Anyway, back to reality, which actually isn't all bad either. Actually, it's pretty good. And I realized today as I was creating the notes for this episode, this is episode number 250. So that's a pretty exciting milestone, I think. 
And I am so blessed that I get to share my passion for building strong relationships with our children, building understanding of their developmental process and their emotional process, guiding parents through all those tough and some always not so tough, but at minimum, usually anxiety provoking scenarios that we deal with. So an update on the book, I did get the edits back on the book on Sunday. The entire manuscript has been laid out very nicely actually. So we have some minor changes that the designer is now finishing up. Um, some of the worksheets I'm putting into the book. So at first we were going to put them right into the chapter text, but I decided to put them as a separate chapter or an appendix at the end. It just really helps the text flow better. Doesn't break it up with like two to three pages of a worksheet in between. So decided to move those to the end. So act after she finishes that up, um, we'll be on to those final steps to publishing it on Amazon. So we're getting close. I'm getting really excited about this. I did post the table of contents, the first page of the last four chapters on my Instagram account this week, ironmom2020. Also, just a reminder that the 20% off promo code SUMMER21 summer expires at the end of August. So if you've been thinking about joining yourvillageonline.com, you want to use code summer 21 at the checkout for 20% off for the lifetime of your membership. Okay, I wanted to share a parenting pivot. It's a really small one. <laughs> I need to, I don't even know if we call it a pivot, <laughs> but it's a little bit that I needed to make this week. So my kids have been so used to rolling out of bed for school for the past year and a half with a start time of, I think it was 8.30, I wanna say. And then of course with summer, but besides junior lifeguards and then one of our sons doing um, skateboarding camp, that they all started at 9 a.m. with only like 20 minute drive. So they still didn't really need to be up that early. They didn't need to get up until 8 a.m. or a little bit later. So we had been letting them stay up until nine and then starting bedtime at nine. So they were getting into bed between 9.20 and 9.30. Well, I had a heck of a morning on Monday. So this was our first Monday. The kids started school last Wednesday with the two 10 year olds. Grumpy, grumpy, <laughs> doesn't even begin to cover it. So. I had to slide bedtime back by half an hour. So 8.30 is now the starting to get ready for bedtime and it has made a world of difference. So if you're seeing this in your household, if your kids are having a real hard time in the morning, just move that bedtime up a little earlier. Um, and they have been waking up much easier the past three days, well, four days, four days, today's Thursday. Oh, Monday was bad, right. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, three days. <laughs> The older brother still gets to stay up since he has no problem getting up and often wakes up on his own before 7 a.m. So this is actually a word of encouragement for you parents who have struggled with toddlers, babies who didn't sleep well or who stopped napping way earlier than, earlier than you were ready. This is the upside. Later on, it does pay off. So this is my kid who was high needs as a baby, needed to be constantly held as an infant or he'd cry his head off. He couldn't sleep without being held. We finally did sleep train him at four and a half months old when I was getting ready to go back to work. And I was like a complete zombie. I was like, I can't even be behind this car, wheel of a car. Like it was just dangerous. Literally, the kid would sleep 20 minutes to an hour. Um, 20 minutes, if you put him down on his own, he'd be up in 20 minutes. If you held him, he would sleep for an hour. So it was terrible. Anyway, the sleep training was great. We did... He actually started sleeping in 12 hour stretches after um, pretty quickly within a week or two, um, started falling asleep on his own within uh, three days of that, but then started to stretch it out throughout the night and sleep an entire 12 hours. Awesome. But he was always on the lower end for the recommended sleep by age. 
um, just shorter naps, that kind of thing. By three, he completely stopped napping. And honestly, he didn't need it. He was getting through the evenings without being cranky or tired most nights. I was the one who needed him to nap, but I had two 16-month-olds and I was just not ready for him to stop. Well, here we are. He's now 12. He manages his own mornings like a champ. He gets himself up, gets showered, dressed, feeds the dog, gets breakfast, and he's ready for school completely on time without any need of any kind of prompting. So as long as you work on that positive discipline, build those strong connections, um, you know, raising responsible kids, helping them take some ownership of their independence and responsibility, there's a ton of positives to those highly active, low sleep, high needs babies and toddlers that does pay off. So hang in there with that. Okay, so I'm going to get to the question today. Actually, it relates to what I was talking about there with responsible kids. This is a great question. It's going to tie right into that. So again, this week, this is a message that came in over Instagram or Facebook. I don't know which one. So we don't have the name to go with it. So we'll be sure to make sure going forward that we copy the names over along with the question so that we can put those in there. If this is your question, I'm sure you'll recognize it. But while we do eventually see the questions on Instagram or Facebook, we don't always get notified of the messages. And so sometimes we get those a little bit later, like it takes a couple weeks to get those. I try to stick them into the queue where they would have come in anyway. But, um, you know, sometimes the dates will even go past and we don't have the questions. So it's better if you can to send them to the email address podcast at yourvillageonline.com to get into the queue uh, right into the, you know, your spot in the queue right away. So a mom wrote in and said and asked, Hi, longtime podcast listener. I have taken several of your courses. Do you have a podcast or classes specific to my problem? We're moving and my four-year-old wants to be in control of everything. We give him as many choices as we can, how we walk to the dinner table, where we do quiet time, etc., etc. Even with a handful of things, he's in control. If we put a boundary around anything, he'll say, I just want to be in control of everything. I know he's a little dysregulated due to the big changes with the move. We're doing our best to keep as much routine as normal as we can and do regular activities to help. Any ideas on what to say or combat a want for control over things a four-year-old isn't ready to control? So I love that he actually used those words. I don't know why I get a kick out of that. Like he knows what he wants, but more interestingly, because a lot of kids know what they want, he knows that he knows what he wants. It's one thing to be a certain way. It's another thing to have an awareness that we are that certain way, especially at four. There's awareness around that, which is a lot less common. So it's possible he's heard one or both parents mention that he wants to be in control. And so he's taken, he wants to be in control of everything. And so he's taken that on, but still he's tuned into it. He's connected to it, which is unusual. And actually, I think it's really cute. Although it's probably not so cute when you're trying to set boundaries and he wants to be in control of everything. So first step, I would say to sit down and make a list. If you want to do this together as parents, um, it was even better because you can both work off of each other, come up with ideas, kind of talk about how things are working now, where you think he might be ready to take on more responsibility. Make a list of the things that he can take more control of. These are things that he's physically and emotionally ready to handle. So oftentimes the oldest or only children, now I'm making an assumption here that he's likely an only child at this point, um, and if not the oldest. If he's not, it can still happen with subsequent children, but it's most common in only children or older children, that they can be ready to take on more responsibility earlier than we might expect earlier even than the general guidelines that I often give because they are 
after all their general guidelines. So when they're seeking more responsibility and they aren't getting it, it can lead to contention, trying to get it in other ways, trying to, you know, pull it back, saying, I want control, I want to do this, or just push back. Now, with that being said, and I'll get to a, a good rundown of a sample list and ways to go about each of those in the list in a moment. But just to um, get to this point that, that uh, fits in here is there still will be areas that are not up for negotiation. Things like bedtimes, getting ready and going to school, staying in bed at night, obviously, healthy food options for snacks and mealtimes, staying safely by our side in a parking lot and those types of things. Those are not up for negotiation. But when and where we can open up these areas where they can take on more responsibilities, they often are much more compliant in those other areas because their need to exercise their autonomy is being met to a good degree. The other thing to keep in mind is that freedom over their choices is nice and they do appreciate it in the manner that they're ready to take it on. But they also, even when they seem to be acting otherwise, they do actually appreciate boundaries that we put down. They need security too. They need freedom, but they need security. They need both. And boundaries offer that security. They learn that they can trust their parents to be in charge and take control, even if they're not loving it at that moment. Even if they're out of control, my parents are still in control. They're still in control of the boundaries. That feels safe to them. They do appreciate it on an emotionally developmental level. It's very comforting and it allows for them to have a safe space and feel safe to develop and grow and explore in so many ways. They need to know that we can handle it, that we can stay in charge even when things get rough. So I'm going to share the list of areas to consider giving your preschooler more control, ways you can implement and test each of those areas out right after a word from our sponsors. These later years of childhood have been flying by. As a mom, I want to not just be available to my kids during these last years they have at home, but I want to feel good and have the energy I need to keep up with their schedule and my own. So my health is a top priority. Equilibria is a woman-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and body back into harmony. You're not alone on your wellness journey. Every customer gets one-on-one -on -one support to help you meet your goals. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. A healthy gut positively impacts immunity, mental health, sleep, digestion, and skin health. It helps regulate digestion, immunity against bad bacteria, and improve nutrient absorption. The gut has been called the second brain because it contains more than 100 million nerve cells. It is a vitally important piece to our overall health, both physical and mental. So to make sure my gut is working at its potential, I started taking EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense to improve my digestion and nutrition absorption, boost my overall immune health, and help with sleep and stress as a bonus. Head to myeq.com and use code PARENTING for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code PARENTING at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. By Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, by Heart created a clinically proven, easy-to-digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. 
Our blend includes the most abundant protein found in breast milk, alpha-lac, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum, along with broken down, partially hydrolyzed proteins. By Heart is an easy to digest formula. In addition to its patented protein blend, our formula includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey to casein ratio, like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. By Heart is the only US-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk, not skim. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Now that we're back, I'm going to cover some areas where younger kids can take on more responsibility in areas that you might not have considered or in ways that you may not have considered. Choices. We hear a lot of talk about choices. I talk about choices a lot with younger kids, giving lots of options for choices, one per year of age. But what some of these kids really pushing for independence are ready for and wanting and needing is just to choose on their own. So rather than, do you want the striped shirt or the blue shirt? Which shirt do you want to wear? Or you can even just put them in charge of picking out a shirt or in picking out their entire outfit. So these are different levels and you'll know like what you feel like your child is ready for, but you can start at some of those levels. It opens things up more. It opens up their opportunity to be independent and many will really shine when we hand these things over in a way that is about them getting to take control, responsibility. So after I go through the list, I'm gonna talk about how to approach this and implement it. But I wanna give an example. So my daughter is older, as you all know, she's 10. And I will get back to younger kids. Um, and we're t- I was just talking about the bedtime thing and the sleep thing and the, uh, the waking up thing. So, but just in general, my daughter's one of those kids that does not like being told what to do. And she's always been that way. She gets moody and irritated when you try to tell her what to do or try to remind her about doing something. So as I said, she was tough to wake up and she was getting really grumpy besides just needing the more sleep, which actually was a part of it. But So there was a day last week where her dad woke her up at 6.45 one morning to get her up because she wanted to be up that early to shower before school. Well, she gave him a bunch of attitude. So he said, I'm not setting my alarm to wake her up at 6.45 anymore. He didn't need to be up that early. He only did it for her. So, you know, then on Monday morning, it was me getting her up for school. And then that didn't go well. So we did the earlier bedtime. But we also just let her know at that point, I just said, you know, she's going to go to bed earlier, but also... Um, I just said she wanted to be up at 6.45 again for picture day on Tuesday to get up and get ready. And I just said, we're not going to guarantee that we're going to be up. We're not, we're not waking up early to get you up and then have you give us attitude. So I told her she either needed to shower at night from now on, or she can get herself up if she wants to be up that early. Because neither of us, like I said, was going to guarantee that we were going to be up to wake her. So I told her she was welcome to set her own alarm and get herself up. Well, That's exactly what she decided to do. So starting Tuesday, she also set her own alarm. So she has been getting up, getting completely ready. Um, This morning, I came downstairs and she was up. She was dressed. She was sitting at the table eating breakfast. So she has gone ahead and continued doing that alarm on her own. Um, And so that has made a huge difference also. She just is able to take control of her own process. And she feels more independent. She feels more responsible. And it just is easier for her to wake herself up than for us to come in and try to rouse her. Okay, so let's talk about some other areas for younger kids. Morning routine. How much can they take on? 
You might be surprised, but it's not unheard of for a strongly independent four-year-old to be able to get up, get himself dressed. Now, this is for some a child who gets themselves up. You may need to get them up, but there are a lot of independent four-year-olds who are just up early um, to be able to get themselves up, get themselves dressed, teeth brushed, and into the kitchen for breakfast. So figure out what level your child can manage their own morning routine. You may have to wake him or her up and then they take on the rest of it. Um, but you decide, what can they do? Is it just pick out your own shirt and you pick help pick out the shorts and the other stuff? Are they ready to just pick out their whole outfit? Are they ready to do the whole routine on their own and meet you downstairs for breakfast? So there's a lot of ways you can open up a lot more independence in this area. Breakfast, instead of this fruit or that one, which fruit would you like for breakfast? Now, if they often pick a fruit you don't have, you just tell them what you have, but we have apples, grapes, bananas, strawberries, and watermelon. If they want cereal, let them get it from the pantry, bring it to the table, pour it in their bowl. Kind of help them manage that. Kids tend to pour a lot of cereal. <laughs> if they like milk on it, have them attempt that too if you feel okay about it. Maybe standing by or helping. If they're gonna give you some pushback on that, pour some into a cup, let them pour it into their cereal themselves. So that way the mess is limited if it does spill. Now possibly putting him in charge of shoes and his bag for school and getting in the car. Kids who really want this independence can take it on with great pride and excitement. And you'll see them going, going and getting their shoes on and grabbing their bag and getting to the car. They're not pushing back because they're getting that independence. Otherwise, when they're not getting it, they just start pushing because it's not their own thing. They're not doing it on their own. Which toys should we take to the park today? Which bag should we pack them in? What should we take for snack? There are many areas where he can take on feelings of being in control. If he feels in charge of all of these types of things, there's a lot less reason to push back about coming to the table at dinner time and or picking up the toys before bedtime. It, this need is getting filled up in other ways. So there's just a lot less need to try to pull it out in other areas. What should we pack for your lunch tomorrow? Great, can you get the carrots out of the refrigerator and a container from the cupboard? These are opportunities to teach these skills. They're learning the steps to making their own lunch. They feel important. They feel independent. They feel mature. Allow him to do as much of it as he can and he wants to. If he doesn't want to, it's okay. Go ahead and take over. But teach him where and how to get the carrots out and the containers out and allow him to put the carrots into the container and into the lunchbox with, while you're working on the sandwich. Next is you're going to have some conversations around this. It seems like you'd like to be able to be more in charge of yourself. Am I understanding that right? I think you're growing up fast and maybe we haven't given you enough opportunities. Here are some things I think you're ready to handle. Then you can name them off. What do you think? Would you like to start making more decisions about what you wear and getting yourself ready in the morning? Packing some of your own lunch? Input on our morning outings or play dates? Whatever your family schedule or dynamic is or the areas where you feel like that your child might be ready to take on responsibility, give them a couple of choices and see how they feel about it. Some kids are gonna be really gung-ho to try it all. Others will choose one or two places to start. When they choose, it gives them ownership. So they're choosing, I wanna be more in charge of my mornings. Then you work on how much they're gonna be in charge of, like I said, by knowing just how responsible they are and how well they um, can handle you know, picking out a shirt and putting it on themselves, those types of things. And then you can work from there. So they're much likely, more likely to buy into it, be cooperative about the process because they are, have decided that they want to take on their morning routine. So when they do that, they're much more likely to get dressed and go walking right into that bathroom and brush their own teeth because they've already decided that's what they want to do. Whatever they choose, you want to discuss 
what they feel they would like to do on their own and then teach them anything they need to know in order to do it. So where their shirts are, where their pants are, how to open the drawer, close it back up again, help them decide on the order that they're gonna do. Clothes first, brush teeth, then go downstairs if they're gonna take on the whole morning routine. Just set them up for success and do kind of a training session with them. You wanna come in with an excited attitude about their blossoming autonomy. Feel excited for them. I'm excited to see you do these on your own. I think you're going to do great. Remember, if you have any questions while you're figuring things out, you can always ask us. Now, this isn't saying ask us for help because it may trigger that feeling of not wanting help, right? I don't need help. I can do it on my own. But if it's about just having a question a rem- of an, kind of a reminder or a clarification, then it feels more mature. Okay, so your young child is taking on some tasks. They're getting to exercise their independence. So like I mentioned, it's a lot less likely that he'll push back on the other things that really are parental decisions and boundaries like bedtimes, mealtimes, cleaning up toys. But if he does, setting the boundary with firmness but kindness, letting him know that this is one area that isn't up for discussion or negotiation. I understand you're upset that you need to stop playing and come to the table for dinner, but I did give you two reminders. It was coming and now it's ready. So it's time to eat as a family. You can go back to playing after dinner. Kind, but with the message that this boundary is not one that will move or bend. So one of the classes I love just for this exactly is raising responsible kids. So actually that was one of your, uh, one of the questions is what classes will be good? Raising responsible kids because it covers all the responsibilities that they can be ready to take on by age with handouts. So the handouts cover each age. So I think it starts actually as early as two. Um, Things that they can do on their own, things that you can start working with them with. Really kicks in around age five to six, but there are lists for younger kids. So if your three or four year old is killing it on their three to four year old list, you can search the list for five to six year olds. Pick out a few things you think they're ready to take on. The way that I set these lists up is they're created so that by the end of that age, so the five to six age range, by the time they turn seven, that they are taking responsibility for everything on that list, five to six, plus everyone that came before it. So this is kind of like a lowest common denominator we're looking for here. So you can always move ahead. If they're especially motivated and independent child, you can definitely look ahead and start giving them more responsibilities earlier. So that is on the website at yourvillageonline.com for anyone who is looking for that class, along with all the other 60 plus parenting classes, positive discipline, development, health, education, and modern parenting topics. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.